Hello and welcome. Pour yourself a bowl of cereal, grab a spot on the couch, and join us in your Saturday morning pajamas. I'm your host, Jax. And I'm AJ. And if you're watching the video of this, that is if we choose to release it, you are seeing our very first video edition of the podcast. Ooh, look. Look at us. We're people. Yes, this is what we look like. Enjoy our ugly mugs. We have a faces built for podcast. Yes. <laughs> mm. um, so we have everything hooked up here. If I turn over this way, this screen is where my, uh, to my left is where all the stuff's going down. So if I need to look over, that's why I'm checking out. But I'm going to try to remember that the camera is also here today. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to try to remember that cell phones are not something to be used during the podcast. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. I can't reach mine by the internet. So, uh, okay. yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Anyway. So, today we're going to be discussing the latest superhero, supervillain film, Brightburn. And it was directed, or no, produced by James... It was produced by James Gunn and... It was produced by James Gunn and was also written by Mark and David Gunn, if I'm correct. So, all in the family. Yeah. So, um, what are we to talk about with this movie? Well, I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't that great either. It's kind of like that Star Trek movie, the the third one of the reboot, that name I can't remember, where I remember enjoying it, and we may have even purchased it, but it's not memorable. But then again, she's also not a fan of Star Trek. Now, given a lot of people who are not fans of Star Trek are fan of the new of the new movie series as well, but my point stands. I did grow up with Star Trek. My entire knowledge of Star Trek came from what you saw in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah, which is not much. Um, but did you have some words for the director? Yeah, so... James, so we saw that you'd also direct, uh, you also wrote a move, another movie called Super. Um, it was really kind of dark and depressing kind of superhero movie. And then it's your brothers who wrote this one while you produced it. Everything okay in the family, man? Because this was really dark. And yeah, is everything all right? Are they Okay. Are you okay? Are you okay? Is the family going well? Because goddamn, man. This was no hope in this movie whatsoever. No. And just put it out there, I'm a fan of horror movies. Lifelong. Uh, My Bloody Valentine came out the year I was born. Look up if you care to know how old I am. Mom was pregnant with me watching that movie. And so I have, since I was a baby, I've been watching movies. Yeah, she, she's a fan of horror movies, dark movies, stuff like that. I'm kind of a fan of them, but not to the same extent. Like we This saw... movie was, for me, just a real bummer. It was, it, was a, it was such a bummer of a movie. I mean, I could tell that it was crafted well, and there were some people behind it that actually did care about the movie. But it missed heart. It and missed a lot of heart, and it missed a lot of just any kind of hope whatsoever. And just to exp- we'll expand on that in a little bit, but it it was missing something. And heart's the best way I can put it. This wasn't a passion project. I don't know if something got left on the editing floor, 
But this was another one of those movies that I describe as where they could have used from a, from a longer runtime with more establishing shots to help fill out the movie and make us... The characters... They didn't really fill out the characters really well. Like, you got a good idea, but they weren't that dimensional. And they... Yeah, yeah some of the characters felt like they were just two-dimensional standees put in the movie for a specific purpose. For example... Uh, Spoilers ahead, by the way. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Total spoilers. Um, for example, there's a girl that um, your main character, uh, Brandon. Is it Brandon? Yep. Okay. Brandon uh, really likes because she's a sweet little girl and she try and kind of puts him up when others are putting him down early in the movie. But she's just there for conflict at one point and then she's gone. That's it. Yeah, it's... And we don't know their relationship. Like, we do, you know, let's go over the plot. So, again, mm -hmm. spoilers. And we'll get into this a bit more. Okay. So, if, all right, for first off, for those who have no clue what we've been talking about, Brightburn is is very simple. Wit is Superman was evil. On paper, it, that's that's the basics. That's if you bring it down I, to, like, the to most the, basic. The, yeah, to the very basics. I, if It's what if Superman was evil, but I wouldn't say that exactly. I'd say more along the lines of, what if Superman... Wasn't our friend. Yeah, was not... What if Superman was a narcissistic douchebag? More so than he is in the actual comics. <laughs> I'm still going to go with just our friend. He's... Okay, so what if instead of coming to Earth, Superman assimilates with the, the humans and wants to protect them? What if instead... No, I think I'm going to take over and become your overlord. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Well, but, but it's also, by the um, effects of the movie, I think it's more along the lines of that's what he was born and raised to do. Well, not raised, but born to do. So nature versus nurture. Yeah, essentially. Because what it is, is uh, it, the, way they, the way they frame it is that uh, he was sent here to Earth to conquer and destroy. Kind of like... If anyone who's seen Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, how the Saiyans sent, you know, kids to planets to destroy, get ready to have them taken over by the Saiyans to be sold. So, now we don't get that far into it. We just know that this kid, Brandon, was dropped off on this planet and the words that he hears from his ship is... Take... Take it all. Take it all, yeah. So... Yeah. So, or take the world. Take, take the, the world. world. There we go. It, the way they frame it, it's the reason takes much more known is because it takes me a bit of time to understand what they're telling him. Because mm -hmm. he, because as a baby, he crashed landed in the woods, infertile couple, having a lot of fun trying, but not having any children. Pick him up, and Ma and Pa Kent with a bit more Gen X. <laughs> yeah. So then we get like a few minute flat, a few minutes of montage of like baby photos of like. Home video clips, basically. Mm -hmm. So, shaky cam. Of him, like, being a baby, being two, crawling, walking a little bit. Just that to get that dynamic. Till he's about two. Because mm -hmm. then they say ten years later, and he's 12 now. So, two. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 12th birthday. And he sleepwalks one night. And... To this, uh, to this hatch that's in the barn. And he's sitting there, speaking in tongues, shaking this hatch. While red lights are kind of glowing. Mom, but mom goes and wakes him up. 
Mm-hmm. And doesn't tell Pa. Next day, they celebrate his 12th birthday. Kind of has a little bit of a... Okay, if I didn't know the movie, I'd say, oh, he's having puberty. He's just having a little bit of teen angst. Bit more bitchy than should, but... I wouldn't say teen angst. I'd say just a, a little bit of a tantrum. Yeah. Like, you're not... And at this point, he knows he's a, he knows he's adopted, but mm-hmm. he doesn't know the full story. Yeah. So then... Yeah, they made sure that he knew he was adopted from the get-go. Unlike, I think in Mom Pa Kent's case, that he thought he was their kid from the get-go. So Mom Pa Kent played a Hercules. Essentially. Yeah. So... Well, technically, Hercules played a Mom Pa Kent, but... Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, because... You're thinking of Disney's Hercules. Yes. And that's, yeah, that is different than from the original Hercules tale. Disney? Make up stuff and lie? Not make up stuff, just, you know, re, uh, reimagine. Right, right. Like how Aladdin just got reimagined again. Yeah. Unfortunately, Jay, my brother, saw that last night, and I have a feeling that, um, he might have seen the better film. (laughs) He might have. My husband experience. So, anyway. So, then, at the desk diner, he throws a tantrum. Parents do something that I love. Oh, that's one thing about Love This Movie. People actually respond like people. Mm-hmm. Like, he's throwing a tantrum. Yep, we're leaving. Right away, the dad takes, like, we're leaving. Yeah, it's like, nope. You're stopping us now. We're going now. Then later <laughs> on, when, spoiler, the kid starts doing weird shit, people start going, I don't know. Fuck this. Nope, 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 nope. Just like I would. I'll be like... Uh uh-uh. uh, no, no, we're done. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, the kid finds out he has powers. He's kind of freaking about, freaking out, trying to figure out what's with him. Mom tells him finally. Well, no. so after he. <laughs> to be fair, mom tells him after he uses his super strength to rip open the padlock on the trap door uh-huh. where they hid the spaceship. Like I said, the kid found out he had powers, and then he goes into the pa- he goes into the little area where the spaceship is. And he's crying. He's like, "What's who am I? What am I? So she tells him the truth. And instead of... And she tries to reinsure him. And instead of anything else, he calls her, screams, calls her a liar, and runs off. And in this tantrum that he's throwing again, another tantrum, mm-hmm. uh, he decides to go to the girl who earlier in the movie, he lost her trust because, well... <laughs> He acted like a stupid teenager and went to her room, but, you know, kind of like a creepy kid who yeah. doesn't know any better. Well, okay, so girl will call her Platina, because that's all she's there for, this plot. Yeah. So, he's in class, he answers a couple questions in class, this one kid makes fun of him. Why he didn't kill that kid, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well... But you're jumping kind of all the way to the back, to the beginning where we already discussed. Yeah, no, well, I'm just giving the backstory on the girl. Okay. So he goes back there. The guy makes, kid makes a crack. Uh, Kal-El feels bad. Platina says something nice to him. And that is why he shows up in the room because he likes her. Mm-hmm. He shows up in the room, but it's all kind of creepy where he turns on this really old 50s kind of love song, ballad, country song. They're in the middle Kansas, so... Yeah, still. Um, and leaves it on her computer. It wakes her up. She closes it. He super speeds back in, opens it back up. And she cl- closes it again, puts something on top of it. Then sees him behind her curtain. 
she freaks out. Her mom checks behind the curtain and she goes, I saw the, I saw him. And she tells him who it was by name. And the kid, before the mom had even seen what had happened, the kid super speeds back to the parents who, they're all camping like 20 miles away in the woods at this point. 30. 30 miles? Okay. So anyway, they're camping quite a far ways in the woods at this point. So he's back there with the parents. So the parents have no reason to suspect that, you know, he was gone that far away. And the, the next day at school, after he gets back from school, they're playing a game where they're kind of pushing you in, pushing the kid in the circle. Trust exercises. Trust, yeah, trust exercises. And he gets pushed out. He gets pushed fairly hard over to her, and she just ews and doesn't catch him, and he falls and hits his head. And the douchebag kid um, makes fun of him again for it. When and, he's probably like shoving super hard. Yeah, and then the um, the the, the, the gym teacher gym is like, teacher, thank you. help help him. Tells the girl to help him up, and she doesn't want to. She calls him a pervert, which does not really go uncalled well. for. It's really just like given she's a te- she's a preteen and they do stupid shit like that, but that was really fucking uncalled for. That was probably her mom talking. Like you probably heard her mom call him that if he was the one in her room. How would she know? Well, the okay, mom the, 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 mo- the mom immediately assumes that he was in her room, but he's nowhere to be found. Right. And there's no there's no way he got up to the second story window, which exactly. So it's so the mom immediately assumes, yeah, this is re- that what her daughter said was real, apparently. By your logic, at least. But by this movie's logic, all the parents believe their children no matter what. Because that is a line we hear from Brandon's mom repeatedly in the film. Yeah. So then... Uh, so she goes to help him up. Or get suspended. After, after you know, she gets threatened to either help him up or get suspended and not pass the class. And when she goes to help him up, he has another one of his little rage tantrums. And he crushes her hand. Like, jello. Like, pfft. It so, is mangled. Yes. Um. Oh, one more thing besides spoilers. Just in general, if you're not comfortable with gore, and if you're not comfortable with body parts being where they shouldn't be. Yeah, it, it, if this... Dead. It, at Up to this point, there we haven't really seen a lot of it, but this movie has kind of, have some, has some body horror. So, um, if you're okay with movies like Saw and Hostel and stuff like that, you should be fine. If you're not okay with that level of gore, then you can back out. We won't judge you. Special effects though were great. As someone who actually watched the worst, there's one scene with the eye, and I'm squeamish about eyes. Well, we both saw that one on our own TV because it was in one of the trailers. But I'm watching it like through my hands, like I'm melting. It was, it was, it was gruesome. I, I decided I'm just not going to watch this in the theater. I already saw it on my TV. I've had eye surgery before, so anything getting that close to my eyes is like new. Oh yeah. So, anyway, after, so then next scene we have the parents in the principal's office, the um, mother's, you know, saying he was in a room, blah, 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 and it's like, what basis of proof does this woman have, especially after the other parents are saying we were out camping like 30 miles away, how can you say that actually was him? Yeah. So. Like, the daughter was, like, misunderstood something. I mean, those are our guest doggies in the other room. Yeah. Um, but I get... I get on one hand, why bring your daughter and believing she saw something, but to immediately jump there, that's kind of what I meant about the characters not having that many dimensions. They just immediately jump where, like, a scene establishing, like, maybe her and him were friends. Maybe he'd come over before, so they knew something. Like, yeah. there could have been, like, a, a logical Yeah, reason. we had no established relationship between them and the kids beforehand, given it's a small town, so everyone probably knows each other kind of thing, but still. Yeah. 
Um, so then, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So then she's all mangled. They're just going crazy, having a fight. The, the, um, Brandon's mom is trying to say like, like we were campus wasn't us. And, you know, and the other mom's calling for all, you know, this or that. Well, they gave, they gave him a two day suspension cause he hurt another kid. And they said he's got to meet weekly with the counselor. Their mom's like, I want him in handcuffs. I want him locked up. And it's like, okay, granted, probably should be, but you have no basis for any of this, and you're just sound crazier and crazier, and mm-hmm. it just does not work. And as and they're like, the mom's like, okay, we're leaving. And his mom takes the higher ground, exceptionally, she says, I am sorry about your daughter. Because she generally yeah. was sorry about what happened. Yeah. But part, you know, but that was part of the issue. So they get home... Two days suspension pass. Yeah, he, he they get home, but in this this is during the period during this two day suspension is when he finds the ship. Mom tells him what he is. After the mom tells him what he is, then he he decides I'm special, and he goes to the girl's room and acts very creepy stalkerish. Like, By the way, while he's acting very creepy stalkerish, and he leaves her these flowers and says. Her mom, he, she tries to find a way, a nice way of telling him to get out by saying, my mom doesn't want me speaking with you. He go, he kind of. I'll take care of that. I'll take care of that. It, it, you know, actually, now that I think about it, it's kind of like a, it, it might be a comment on rape culture. If you think about it. How so? Well, so women are, ta- women are taught to be, you know, docile and do more and not try to hurt someone's feelings. They're taught and, not to say no because the guy might kill you. Exactly. That is what they're taught. Exactly. So she's Answer. trying to do anything. She's trying to be complicit. Mm-hmm. Compli- com- I, pr- I don't know. Complicit. Okay, you swear. Yeah. Um, so she's trying to think. And, but plus, though, she has a mangled hand. She's laying in bed. She she can't really go anywhere. There was no mention of a father anywhere. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of all alone. So she's super scared. Yeah. So... She she's just there, but he leave, he leaves. She's good, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Mama gets taken out quick. If you saw the trailer with the diner scene, that's what happens. Yeah, that's that that whole diner scene. That is the entire this entire scene of the mother getting taken out. Yeah, well, pretty much. And so now it's the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids at home, uh, Brand's at home. They make a mention of they can't find find uh Platina's mom anywhere like they, mm-hmm. they just like throughout the, the sheriff and all of them are at the diner they can't find her mom anywhere they make a mention of the girls freaking out we hear nothing about this girl the rest of the time yep this this girl is now gone from the movie which is why we've deemed her Platina, Platina. um and so something weird you know so they're thinking something weird's going on but they can't really figure it out mm-hmm. um then I think this only takes place over like two weeks, best I can guess, but it could be longer for all I know. So then at this point, the two-day suspension ends. He goes back to school, and his first day of school, he's going back to the counselor, who happens to be his aunt. Yes. And I like his aunt. Her and her husband, boyfriend? I think it was her husband. Yeah. So they're pretty cool. Um, But she's telling him, like, just misremember, just because I'm your aunt, I can't go easy on you. Do you feel any remorse? No. No, are you, he, he, he essentially goes full psychopath at this point. Like, no remorse. Just like, no. I, it's essentially he's acting like, I did what I had to do. 
Yeah. Well, to, for a little more context, it's the same type of thing because later on, they tell him that someone's hurt, someone's dead. Okay. I would never hurt this person. Oh, he even did that. He was like, okay. no, he did. He did say that. Oh, eventually, after a little bit, he's like, yeah. oh, right, right, the act. No, I love him. He's my uncle. Spoiler, uncle. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he go, so this happens, and she says, you know, I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to help you here. I need to I need to report to the sheriff on what's going on and what your mental state is and everything. You need to give me something. Talk to me. And then he's like, "Please don't talk to sheriff. Please don't talk to my parents." I know it, it was it it wasn't. Uh, Please don't talk to it's a. You shouldn't talk to the sheriff. You won't talk to my parents. And yeah. that that that's his wording, and it's very forceful. It's and threatening. Va- and, veil- and very thinly veiled threatening. And I'm sitting there going, talk to the sheriff today. Talk to the parents right now. This mm-hmm. this is why you talk right now. Yeah. This is one of those instances where, you know what? I'm going to hope it's nothing, but I'd rather him get help right now and to be we, us to overblow it and him be okay. Mm-hmm. Then what happens to happen. Right. So, they go, so the school day ends. And she goes, the aunt goes home. We follow the aunt home. And then we also follow the kid, the follow the um, uncle who's out drinking at a bar with the kid's dad, with Brandon's dad and a couple other friends. They are drinking and they're talking. A couple of the other guys make jokes about Brandon and being kind of a freak. Yeah, like, did he do this? And they're like, and the dad's like, please, that's not funny right now. Go yeah. and they ask him if his kid was the one that killed yeah. the Platina's mom. And then the and then the dad even says after after saying that's not funny right now, he says, hell, I don't know, he might might have at this point. I, I have no clue. But yeah, but at this point, the dad's coming off more of a I'm concerned about my son and mm-hmm. something's going on. I don't know what. Yeah. And less of a. Oh, I have a damn killer in the house. Yeah. So then the uncle decides he's going to drive home. Uh, the, fa- the father of Brandon says, no, I'm going to drive you home. He goes, I had a couple beers. It's a couple miles away. I'll make it home. So he drives home. And that will come into play a little later, but we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, so then we go back to the aunt's house. Um, little Psycho shows up, talks to her, tries to come, basically saying. Absolutely threatening her this time. There's don't no call the sheriff. Part. Don't. She gets mad. It'll he be leaves. very, very bad for you. Yeah. So she, he leaves. She gets him to leave. She gets a little creeped out. She has stupid things like walk outside, leave the door open, but mm-hmm. no, no payoff there. She's fine. And then he sneaks back into the house in his newly acquired hood and mask, which he used when he killed um, Platina's mom. Does he look like an ood from Doctor Who when that? I was going to say more like just some sort of like some insect. Like oh. with like an like some like with a spout, like a wasp. Yes, most likely. There like was a, wasp. a bit in school where they're talking about wasp and stuff. So. Yeah, which foreshadowing. Yeah. Anyway, so he sneaks back to the house and he's kind of like stalking her, and while she goes back to sleep, and Uncle comes home. Uncle sees him, or ca- catches him hiding in the closet. Kid tries to give a bullshit excuse. Uncle says, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm buying that shit. Come on, we're going take, taking you home." And he's like, please don't tell my parents. And he goes, you're lucky if that's all, I, that's all that I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And See, these are very, and these, that's one thing I said, like, where I liked where people had actual reactions, like, oh, really? Okay, we're not believing these stupid lies. Yeah. It's, and it's, 
the parents aren't perfect though in their decisions either. They are having issues. They're like not sure what they're doing the right thing, but they're doing their best. Yeah. So I part, that part I liked. Yes. So he goes ahead and he starts getting ready to take the kid home. The kid bolts. And when he grab or no, before he bolts, the kid has the mask back on. He tries to take the mask off and the kid zaps him into the, um, into the garage. And the uncle, which like you've said, is your favorite reaction of the movie. It's like, oh no, no, fuck this. Fuck this. <laughs> well, the least favorite reaction is then he decides he's going to leave the house and drive away. Leaving his wife behind that, where the psycho is. Yeah, see, I was kind of, that was my thought too when it first happened. I'm like, yeah, he just kind of fucking left her to die. I'm but, getting um, 28 weeks later vibes from that opening scene. Yeah, you know, but, then, bad man. but then the kid follows him and follows the uncle and not her. So kid follows him, destroys his truck. And this the, is the time around this scene, what, the truck is destroyed. You now want to have your eyes closed and ask your friend who has a strong stomach to let you know when the scene is over. Yes. Because there is, like, a mangled face and... Uh, and yeah. Mm. The kid lifts up the back of the truck high into the air and lets it drop while the guy who was in panic mode did not have his seatbelt on and steering wheel right to the jaw, mouth. Like, <laughs> it is... <laughs> yeah, it is, <laughs> it is body horror, as I've said. It is awesome special effects, but... If you're not into that, um, if you if you're a little squeamish, might not want to might want to look away at this point. Yeah. So next uh, day, or they find so then they finally get a hold of the aunt, um, and they. Oh no! At this point, the parents are still like, uh, Brandon's not home from school yet. They're oh, still right. trying to figure out what's going on. So they've called the aunt like five million times. Yeah, Brandon shows up without his shirt on now and tries to give some bullshit story that he was being bullied at school after playing soccer. And refuses to show them his shirt, which has the blood on it. Um, and so he says, I'm going to go upstairs. The parents know he's lying, lying and said, what are we going to do about it? And they're like, I don't know. They don't know what, what to do at this point. Yeah. So then we cut to the aunt finding out, or the police at the um, scene. They um, see, there's this little drawing that Brandon likes to do on his notebooks. So stupid also leaves this mark at all the crime scenes. Yep. I'm just going wet bandits here. Yeah. Um, but it's basically that forward B and backward B with like the sharp point sharp points on them. Yeah, the one you see in all the commercials. Yeah. So he's left that in blood um, at the scene where um, he kills uncle, and then on this diner scene there was like he left it all over the windows and the diner scene. Like when you um when you put up um, fog fog yeah so. Yeah, the the police see this and they take the pictures and all that, and then they call the aunt. Aunt goes to the hospital. Everyone, everyone but um, Brandon convenes at the hospital, um, and that's when the aunt lets drop that he was at her her place, and they were because she started asking if he got home safely. So this is now when the, when Brandon's eating his cereal. Then morning after, the parents come walking in, tell him that the uncle's dead, and he go, and he gives a oh okay. So, yeah. reaction. So, that's where it leads to that point. And then the father, who knows he's getting bullshitted, yells at the kid and uh, kind of starts getting a little handsy, like trying to, you know. No, like, you will listen to me. Like, not in the, I'm going to whoop you, get the switch. More like, where's wrong with you? The, the precursor, if this continued, would have led to probably 
a spanking or child abuse or something. Yeah. Because he's at his wit's end. Yeah. But then, you know, Brandon gets all pissed off, pushes him into a cabinet on the wall and absolutely destroys it. I'm going to go take a shower now. He goes upstairs, take a shower. Dad goes in there, starts searching the room, finds his shirt. Finds Brandon, his blood on it. Brandon comes out of the shower. And, and Dad's says, like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, are you stupid? Like, because the kid's like, oh, what's going on? Like, nothing happened. I'm like, mm-hmm. no one buys these quick changes in emotions. Mm-hmm. No one. Yeah. So then, at this, from what happened at this point? Okay, so, sort of just the parents have a fight where the wife is saying, the wife blames the dad for letting the guy go home after having a couple beers. Because they're trying to say it's a drink driving accident. And I'm like, because he was probably swerving not to hit a deer, so he had an accident. And it's your fault, you let him drive home like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like... Negative points to you, ma'am. Yeah, so then this is when he says, no, there's something going on here. We don't know what this kid is, and uh, so on and so forth. But then, son changed for the dad. You know what? I'm sorry. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to... We're, I'm going to take him... You know, we're going to go out. We're going to camp. We're going to take hunt, him hunting. And I'm going to show him that I love him. And stupid me didn't grasp with this mess. Oh, no, no. I, I grasped this right away. He was going to go put the kid down. <laughs> oh, so there's a lot of plot point we missed. Sorry. like the... So when he when he's originally finds the spaceship, when he falls down uh, into the hole, because the, the spaceship's making him levitate, I guess, he falls down to the hole and he cuts his hand on the spaceship. So something about the metal from the spaceship, he's weak too. Because the kid, they made a mention that the kid... His entire never life broken he... a bone, never gotten a bruise, nothing has hurt him. Yes. So. So anyway. So of course the dad taking him hunting doesn't think. Uh, so they go out. The the me and the mom are on the same level at this point because she didn't get it either. Yeah. So she's at home paying. Sheriff comes by. Hey, does this symbol look familiar? No, nah, I've seen it before. But she'd seen it earlier in the movie. You need to leave. He leaves. She runs to the kid's bedroom. Sees it all over his notebook. Yeah. Then she sees pictures he drew. That describe these crime scenes he's and done. while all this is happening, simultaneously, the father and them are out hunting. The kid says, oh, here's some deer tracks. Bends over to look at the deer tracks, and the father pulls up a rifle and shoots him in the back of the head. I was waiting for the jump scare where he was just going to shoot over him and shoot a deer. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But the kid's just like, ow! <sighs> yeah. And then we went all like... So, so if, you know what would be a really cool way to kill someone? If you've ever seen... The uh, Justice League, the uh, Justice League uh, animated series, where you have the the Ultraman, which is the evil Superman from the alternate universe, when he lobotomizes people by shooting his uh, heat vision, his heat vision into the top of people's frontal lobes. Yeah, he doesn't do that. He does that right into his father's eyes and through the back of his head. Yeah. So that's he's dead. dead now. Yes. So then we go... Now let's, let, now, let's stop right here. I want to go ahead and just say, at this point, I would feel there's probably maybe a... I would think there would have been maybe another half an hour, 45 minutes left in the movie mm-hmm. from where we're at. Because we're, we're building up to the final conflict. But this is only a 90-minute movie. This is about 10, 15 minutes left at the most. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll get into that criticism in a bit. Let's finish the story. So, go back home to Mama... Um, well, no, remember, Mama calls Father as soon as she <laughs> sees the stuff. Okay, so first I have to go to this. 
So last night I watched a different movie. I watched your next on the Roku channel. And they did something stupid in that movie that I ranted to AJ about. Yes, it, it's a trope in movies where... Someone calls someone. So someone picks up someone else's phone. Like, this is AJ's phone. So I pick up AJ's phone. And my dog barks. And I don't... Someone calls me. I just pick it up. I don't say a word. They just hear breathing. And the other person just starts talking and explaining stuff that they don't need to explain to anyone else. That And let slip some sort of secret that the other person on the other line let helps. Let slip. She straight was like, oh my god, honey. I think the kid's evil. I really do. No, she said, you're right. He killed them. He's evil. He's evil. Hi, Brandon. Mommy loves you. Yeah. Basically how it goes. And they did the same thing in your next. And I was just like, really, y'all? Y'all gonna do this? Yeah. Really, really? So. Okay. So the kid comes home and he's playing super. He's he's now fully got his full superpowers. He's flying. He's got super strength. He's got his heat vision. And he's just chasing her around the house. Blowing through the walls, destroying the house. He has the superpower, like, learning curve of Rey in The Force Awakens, I swear. Yeah. Like, there was no, like... There's no figuring anything out. He just all of a sudden knows his superpowers. Knows his limits, everything. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's any limits, so that's another thing. He doesn't know that. He yeah. doesn't trust it. Well, so, okay. Let me uh, go back a bit. Mm-hmm. So, at one point when he learned he was basically invincible, mm-hmm. he was trying to start the lawnmower. It wasn't going. He yanked really hard on the chain. And threw the lawnmower about 200 feet behind him. Yep. So he goes over there and the blades are spinning now. And he sticks his Which arm in the blades. Makes no sense. He sticks his hands in the blades. And the blade stops and bends beneath his hands. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. You weren't sure that wasn't good. That's going to work. Remind me <laughs> to check on your you... brother. <laughs> yeah, my brother's supposed to fix his lawnmower today. <laughs> um, he texted me earlier. I should text him later. Yeah. Anyways, so that's just how quick, like, there's, like, no establishing to show you yeah. that there's a build-up to this. Yeah. So then, uh, at, at this point when he's attacking his mom, the police show up because she called 911. And it's the sheriff from earlier and another backup. Sheriff's walking to the door and he just comes in from the side, splatters the splatters the, um, the sheriff. Uh, sheriff. Sheriff's gone. That's it. Um, Deputy, I guess. And then the de- and then yeah, the one who the backup that was with her, um, cause shows up and they're trying. She's trying to save the mom and uh, he comes in and essentially, if you watch the background, I kind of chuckled at this. Beat her like he like the Hulk beat Loki in the first Avengers movie. Doom, 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 doom. So took care of her. Yep. Mom's still there and the kids. Like, flying around the house, flying mm-hmm. in and out of walls, destroying the place, but basically playing with his food. Yeah. So, she hi- she hides from him until he can't see her anymore at this point. So, she, then she runs outside, remembers that he got cut by the spaceship, goes to grab goes to the spaceship, grab a piece of metal so she can kill him. Uh, they walk up. She tries to have this p- touching moment where she's going to trick him and stab him with a piece of metal. And he's he stops smart. her. He, he's smart. He stops her. Then he flies her up into the sky. Like up to, up to 40,000 air- feet. Yeah, up to an airplane level. Airplane fight level. And drops her to kill her. End of movie. No, 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 no. He drops her to kill her. Then we get to... Was this during the credits? Oh, no, no. This was just before the credits. So, yeah. And then he sees to his left that there's a airplane coming towards him. He caught... They essentially 
He they, you don't him. see it, but he causes the crash into his house. Which hides all the evidence. Which hides all the evidence. And, yeah. He's the lone survivor. End of movie. And then, during the credits, we get a few bits of... That Other... gets pretty cool. End credits are setting up the universe, which, if this does well, they were going to start. But uh... by the way the uh, ratings are, and I'm pretty certain the amount of money it's going to make, I don't think there's going to be a second one. Yeah. Um, it, it's not as... It's not as bad as I heard the Tom Cruise mummy was. Didn't see that. Yeah. But it it is already fallen below expectations. But mm-hmm. basically, there's things that show like a kid destroying like this weird no, it, person it, it's flying. It, it's it's shots of him from far away flying, destroying buildings, like cell phone causing, cameras and stuff, causing uh forest fires, shit like that. And then it's intercut because there's this guy doing a YouTube show who's a conspiracy theorist who's played by um Rourke. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. No, isn't not Mickey Rourke, um, but the guy who played Yondu in um, Guardians. Um, Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, I I first known him as the father from Mallrats. Yes, he was. So. He was in Mallrats, and he was also in. Um, was oh, he in? Uh, uh, Starts with the S. Elizabeth Banks was in it. Um, not Splinter. Um, Slither. Oh, he was I, in Slither as well. Okay. Anyway, so and he's t- going through this conspiracy theory and talking about. How these people with powers and we need to stop them and whatnot. And he show, pulls up, um, while he's talking about this, there's four different pictures. And he explains a couple of them. There's a guy from underwater who caused a ship to capsize. There's a, a witch who ties people up with rope. And in one of the pictures it shows, um, it shows a... Uh, S- Super. Yeah, the, the, guy, the crimson bolt from Super. Yeah, so Rain Wilson. So, Rain Wilson. So, yeah. Um, apparently this is possibly a shared universe. That was the intent. There's not really that much on IMDb about trivia and wiki. Yeah. And it's still a bit soon for me to find more details, because even while I was doing YouTube, and just, Mm -hmm. I did brief research. I didn't go really far into it, Mm -hmm. because we just saw it this afternoon, this morning, but there was, there's not much on this. There's not a lot on this, and I think this is going to be another one of those movies that gets lost to the ether, where it's going to be one of those movies where, you know, Five, six years from now, we're going to go, hey, remember that movie Brightburn? And a lot of people are going to go, what? I am thinking it's more going to be like, you know what would be awesome? What if Superman was evil? Dude, you don't you know they already did that. Basically, that yeah. that's my take on it. So, we've gone through the entire movie, and it's sudden ending. And that was my biggest problem with it, is like I said, it gave no feeling of hope. It left you with just... Hey, this villain went one, and he's unstoppable. There's no way we're going to stop this. My thought is if they had done a few more establishing shots to round out the characters a bit more, make you care about them, make it look like some of them are growing at least or changing, show some character development, that would have brought a lot to the movie, plus bond a little bit more bright spots because when you have those super bright spots, then when you have the heavy dark ones, it makes you realize how far dark this is. Yeah. Because if we had a thing where he would, like... He was like him and that girl, for example, have been really good friends or something, mm-hmm. and then for him to fuck with her. Oh, what happened? They were they were like way up here, and now they're all the way down here. Like it would have made that was so wait- much creepier. I was so I was waiting for the ine- inevitable, really fucking dark moment where he raped some raped some girl. No, no. I mean, he's a kid. I mean, I know he's a kid, but they've already established that he has an interest in girls and puberty and stuff like that. And 
12-year-olds... No, we're going to save the 12-year-old sex scenes for the It Chapter 2. Yeah. Because if you've read the book, I've, there's an orgy in there with the kids. They're not going to have that in the movie. You know that. I know. <laughs> so, anyway. But my favorite parts of the movie were just the characters acting like... Like real people. Like real people. More like real people having some real reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much in their... How their uh, personality... Like, demeanor or personality change between... This going on and that going on. Like, between, like, I'm going to kill him. Oh, I love him. No. Oh, and the mom, though, was just like, I will love you no matter what. And I'm just like. She's trying to hold on end to any last instance she of, is. of hope. But, she is. But. But, I mean, she finally, once, once she finds out that he killed the dad, then she's realized that there's no. No. There's nothing left. No. So, so um, I would have to say that would be my favorite part, too. My least favorite, like I said, is just, like I, I've said a billion times already, the lack of uh, hope. So, sorry, I'm going to point out, I think the camera stopped recording. Okay, so this that's is, fine. So, we're this not going to get a video podcast. Yeah, this is going to be an audio podcast then. So. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. Just letting you all know, we promised it earlier, uh, we'll see about doing short ones in the future. Oh, God. Anyway, so yeah, this was this movie was this movie was dark as hell. Um, I part of me does enjoy the movie and it enjoys the story for what it is, but damned if it doesn't make me feel bad. I left that movie just bummed right out. To bring some levity to this, about eight years ago, I was going to school uh, to get a degree. Went back after some break. And for one of my classes, the teacher wanted to show us a movie. Because why teach when we can just make you watch film? And she chose Philadelphia. Because it was like a medical type school we're going to. And she asked like, who has never, who's seen this, who hasn't? And she had, I said, I hadn't seen it. She asked me, why haven't you? I shit you not. My exact words, it looks like a bummer. <laughs> this teacher could not fathom, like she could not form words to like respond to this. I'm like, like I ended up watching school and it's a good film. Um, it's part of why I haven't seen Schindler's List because you gotta be in the right mood. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> um, this movie was very, um, it was a, it's not a happy film. Um, it's kind of just there. Like there's another film that I can think of that's more depressing than this called Carriers. Um, which, um, basically take a, take Zombieland, but take out the zombies. Just a disease wipes everyone out and we're on a road trip. That is like so much more depressing. And because it's more depressing because they do have those lighthearted moments with the friends who are traveling. You know, there is that fun bit and then there's the depressing bit. So that's kind of where, that's kind of where I am with the, with the movies. It's like, I understand we're trying to tell a story. Uh, with Brightburn, I'm, I mean, on paper it should have worked, but I don't know if it missed something in editing or what, but just, you know, I, my overall opinion, check it out. Um, we went to like 1130 a.m. showing because it's Memorial Day. We thought there was going to be a ton of people, so we're trying to avoid it and it wasn't that full. We got tickets pretty easily. Yeah. We'll talk about the cinema experience later, maybe it's... Maybe later. Yeah. Um, but let's just say I'm not going back to that cinema for a while now. Yeah. Um, but they, I would say check it out, but 
I give it a shot if you if you're into this if you like if you like superhero movies and you like no I wouldn't say horror I would say gore slash slash let's, let's, let's put it this way did you like Super if you like Super the one with Rain Wilson that was originally written by James Gunn go see it if you didn't like that and you thought it was kind of everyone was kind of shitty. You might not want to go see this. Full disclosure, I turned off Super after like 10 minutes. I was bored. <laughs> yeah, I watched the entire thing. Um, but just just know it is. It's it's an interesting movie. It's a great storyline. Um, it's a great plot. Mm-hmm. It, so it's definitely something to see, but just know, I don't know how memorable it's going to be. I am in, I would be interested to see one of the spinoffs and see if they could do better. Mm-hmm. But... I'm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I've already seen one of the spinoffs. It's this movie. <laughs> no, but I mean, if I, one of the other ones I talked about with like Wonder Woman is the Witch or something. Yeah. I'd be interested to see those probably on HBO or something and not going to the cinema unless I heard rave reviews. Yeah, seeing it on HBO, renting it at Redbox, something like that. Not not the full not spend $8 minimum for tickets. Yeah. Plus the $50 for popcorn and soda. Yeah. Because I need my popcorn and soda. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right, so... So, thank you for tuning in. This is an extra special episode. We are getting ready to launch Season 2 starting in June. It's going to be the second and fourth Tuesday of every month now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try to keep up the schedule, and we are actually going into the season format. What that means is we're going to do a selection of, film of episodes 6 to 10. I'm not quite 100% on that yet. And we're going to do a full season on it, Take another mo- take a month, two off. Yeah. And do another season and so on and so forth. Kind of break things up. Let's get new ideas. And we're going to try and have a theme connecting all the films in the for in that each season. Mm-hmm. So, the season, just so you know, and this is only for those who sat through this entire thing. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> lucky the begin- you. The beginning of season two will be based around... Dudes and Dragons. That's what it's going to be based around? I thought it was going to be just based around That's like, B-movies. Well, not quite B-movies because... When I think B-movies, I think trauma, mm-hmm. And this is a little bit above trauma, but not quite your Hollywood blockbuster. So B-plus movies. Yes, B-plus movies. We'll go with that. Okay. So we have Dudes and Dragons, and we are going to do one about Pinata's Survival Island. If you've heard of those, mm-hmm. great. Um, we have plans to watch Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And then we're going to go into some of the more famous actual B-movies, and then, or we're going to go into some of the more the more popular trauma movies as well. Yes. So we're working on that. Um, so if you have any suggestions, please drop us a line at the blog post. You can also find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Pajamas, um, Twitter and Instagram under SMP Jacks. Um, all that's going to be linked. Um, and if you're just checking this out and you haven't subscribed, go to whentheworldisours.com slash subscribe and you can be sure to keep updated on all the action here. Woohoo! And if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at, at the Lapsed Geek, and you know, I don't post very often, but I'm going to try. And thank you very much. Um, till again, be excellent to each other. Right, rock on. <laughs>